I want to thank Pride Mobility Products, the global leader in manufacturing consumer-inspired power wheelchairs, scooters, and lift chairs for those with disabilities. Thank you, Pride Mobility, for supporting this edition of the Business Builders Show. Entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. Welcome to the Business Builders Show. This is where we inform, educate, inspire, and entertain our audience of entrepreneurs, small business owners, and professionals who seek excellence. I'm your host, Marty Wolf. My guest today is Spencer Williams. Spencer is the president and owner of a company called West Paw Design. And I want to spell paw, P-A-W. Yes, you get the idea, West Paw Design. And Spencer, you are located in Montana, correct? So, and good morning. Good morning, Marty. Yes, we are in Bozeman, Montana. Beautiful. I listened to an MBR story, something going on in Bozeman. I don't want to get off track immediately, but uh, talking about global warming. Let's not go down that road. Let's just uh, let's skip <laughs> right. that. We want to talk about you and West Paw Design. Now, you appeared on my radar a few weeks ago. Because I saw your company, West Paw Design, was being recognized in the Forbes 2016 Best Small Companies list, uh, which was very cool. But in addition to that, I saw another list that you are one of the companies that uh, are involved in something called the Great Game of Business. So we're going to talk about your business and uh, all the fascinating things that you have going on there. So. Spencer Williams, welcome to the show, and let's start right at the beginning. How and why did you start this wonderful company, West Paw Design? Well, thank you, Marty. West Paw Design is a, is a really fun company to be a part of because it, it has its roots right here in Montana. I grew up on a working ranch in Montana. My family were homesteaders here, so we've got hmm. five generations, and uh, so Montana was my home, uh, and, and I mean that in the true sense of this is where roots were. And and I had left the state to go to college and worked. And when I realized that the, that my career was not leading in the direction I wanted it to, I, I decided it was time to move back to Montana. Mm-hmm. And that was in 1996. Mm-hmm. And uh, my fiance decided to move back with me, which was great. She's, of course, now been my wife for 19 years, and we've got two kids, and we just love living in Bozeman, Montana. That's a great place to be. Yes. And the business came out of this idea that I wasn't fulfilled in, in my work. I didn't feel like what I had been doing was really um, my calling, if you will, or my right. passion. And right. manufacturing was something I wanted to do. And um, I was really fortunate that when I came to Bozeman, uh, before actually moving here to visit my brother, I had heard that there was this woman who had started a company that was sewing dog and cat toys, and and she was ready to sell that little company. And, and I was fortunate enough to get into a conversation with her, and we hit it off. And a um, matter of, it seemed like weeks later, maybe it was as much as two months, I owned the thing, okay. which was probably... 
too fast and too risky. <laughs> but There's the part of the entrepreneur story right there, right? Maybe probably too fast and too risky, but okay, yep. keep going. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, it was fantastic. She, she had really created a good company that um, was all around, you know, quality cat toys. And she had started doing dog toys a few years before. And I just felt that being able to manufacture a product would, would be something that I really wanted to do. And I loved working with my hands. I loved the idea that we could all together say, we helped make this. Yeah, and so, Spencer. And Spencer, that's another reason I wanted to talk to you. Yeah. The fact that you're a manufacturer, and, and we're going to kind of weave that through our whole discussion, because you, you have a fascinating company, but the fact that you're a manufacturer and you wanted to, you consciously wanted to be that. Interesting. Very interesting. And the reason well, it, was you liked uh, working with your hands or uh, what, what drew you to that? Well, as I said, I think a lot of it had to do with my upbringing. Um, and, okay. uh, and, and, you know, as a kid, I was always welding or working with wood or fixing fence and doing the things you do on a ranch. And, right. and I, I liked the fact that you could make something. And my, my career, as I mentioned before, wasn't real fulfilling. I was, I was selling institutional research to money managers and it was delivering information. For me, I wanted to, to make a product, something tangible. And to, to be stuff. able to do that yeah. where the product brought joy and connection to people and their pets was a perfect fit for me. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. loved pets. And so this idea of like you can make something and make sure it's quality and safe and that brought joy to people's lives, That's a that was awesome. Wow, yeah. That's so cool. That's you're cool. right. 1996 <laughs> – there was a tremendous wave of outsourcing that had just started off then. It, uh, by most people's uh, recollection of the time, very dumb to start manufacturing at that point. Yes. <laughs> outsourcing, to be clear, your yeah. people, manufacturers are sending their manufacturing processes out of the country. That's what you're and referring to, correct? That's correct. All and right. what, what I felt is that there would be this opportunity for us to create a brand around actually – manufacturing our own product as opposed to relying on a factory in a faraway land and that we could build a culture and a high performance work environment where we could compete globally uh, by manufacturing locally uh, a premium highly regarded well-designed product and that has served us well almost 20 years now it's coming up on and yeah and uh yeah so manufacturing is something that was you know definitely not conventional a lot of people thought we, you know, and the feedback I was getting was that you're going against the grain here. You're going to maybe jeopardize your business. Yeah. You might jeopardize your your um, your equity. And, and this could be a, a very risky decision. But uh, I think with a lot of things, Marty, you find out that if that's what you're really passionate about and you seek uh, the right resources, you can you can persevere and be very successful. Yeah. And we have been. Is is Bozeman? I'm going to show my ignorance here. Is is there is there really an industrial hub, or is there other manufacturings and, and manufacturers in Bozeman, Montana? Talk, talk to me about the environment that the company that you bought was in. You were are you in the middle of no places? There, are you, what's that look like? What was the yeah. climate like back then? So, in, in fact, in 1996, the business that I acquired is, was a very small company, and it was in Livingston, Montana, which is an even smaller town than Bozeman. Oh, okay, right. And, um, and, and no, there really wasn't manufacturing around at it of much scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was about two years later, I moved the business over to Bozeman, which is 20 miles away. And, and what we had there were some, some other great companies that we could leverage ideas with. And, and there isn't a, a big industrial base per se, but there has always been 
some real high quality niche manufacturing. Right. And I think that's what makes Bozeman's business environment really cool is there's a lot of diversity in business and that diversity is in the manufacturing, it's in biotech, it's in high tech. Yeah. And we have a great university here. Montana State University is uh-huh. fantastic and it provides a lot of resource. And a lot of people who come out of the university or come back to Montana start these great businesses yeah. um, in an awesome environment here. Interesting. I'm speaking with Spencer Williams. He's the president and owner of a company called West Paw Design. Give us the website, uh, Spencer, so uh, people can look it up while we're speaking. You bet. The website is westpawdesign.com. It's all one word, of course, westpawdesign.com. And we have a, a lot of company information there. And, of course, all the products are available there to see as well. And we have a dealer locator so people can find local stores around the country that sell our product. We are in about 3,600 stores. you got a beautiful website. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, it was Thank really, you, really, really nice. Uh, okay. You mentioned the words high quality several times already. How do you define high quality in pet products? I mean, give me a couple examples. What does that mean? How do you measure that? What does that mean, Spencer? Well, I think high quality for a pet product, a toy or a bed, it starts with uh, durability. When when you're talking about a a dog in particular playing with a toy or scratching and digging at their bed, you've got to manufacture it so it's going to hold up. And, um, and that long life cycle of our products is something we're real well known for. Okay. So durability is a big part of quality. And, and the other piece here is safety. We want to make sure that the dogs who are using our products are very safe because dogs will chew on anything and they can destroy anything. So how do you yeah. make it safe, right? Yeah. And that comes to the design, Marty, right. but it's also the thoughtful choice of materials and the safety of those materials because dogs will often ingest things that they shouldn't. So we put a lot of focus on durability and safety. Excellent. Um, uh, I would take it from Westpaw Design that that uh, would be part of that, that, how you design these products. Um, at the early stages, uh, what kind of help did you have? Who, who, who did you bring on early on? Did you have the designers or manufacturers? Did you have two, three employees? What did it look like at the beginning? Yeah, we had we had a handful of employees, probably four or five initially, that, that were sewing and, and helping with the shipping. And um, and that's, you know, when you can see the product, I mean, this is the beauty of starting a small business. You can see the product being yeah. made. You can you can have this real trust and confidence in the in the output of the product. Yeah. And 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 as we mentioned, you know, in nineteen ninety six, there was a real movement to lessen the cost of products by uh, giving factories in faraway countries the the ability to manufacture products and shutting down the factories in the United States, right? So right. the cost savings. And and it was in 1996 that I had to figure out, okay, w- how are we going to be excellent at manufacturing? Mm. Um, I don't have a manufacturing background. Uh, nobody in my company is so small. We, we didn't. Mm. And what was amazing is at that time in that year, a new uh, movement was starting um, out of uh, a program called the MEP, the Manufacturing Extension Partnership. And it's a nationwide program mm-hmm. now, but it was just starting in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. And our university, the Montana State University System, had just started the Montana Manufacturing Extension Center. Okay. All right. I got a call from this gentleman who said, you know, I'm, I'm calling to provide help and resources in manufacturing. Could you use any help? <laughs> and I remember 
this guy is Al Dybert. I've known him for 20 years and he had come out of manufacturing and he was an industrial engineer and he knew wow. how to help small companies. And I said, you bet, Al, yeah. come on over, let's figure something out. And he was instrumental in getting us into lean manufacturing techniques, uh-huh. which is one of the key operating systems yes. that yes. help businesses be successful. Yes. Um, but that's great. I mean, my reaction was, I, you know, I kind of had this feeling like I'm from the government. Uh, I can help you. Uh, I thought you're going to say like, oh, boy, you know, I don't know. No, but you said it positively. So you had help <laughs> at the, at, at, from the Montana, from the university. Yes. And, and, and he came along and, and, boy, laid down some nice groundwork for you. Okay. Um, so here you have Westpaw Design. Things are uh, moving along nicely. I'm going to high speed. I'm yes. going to get to the point where you are recognized by Forbes uh, as one of the 2016 small companies. Talk yeah. to me about that experience. What, what, <laughs> how did you know who, who contacted? Tell, tell me about that whole experience, Spencer. Well, the whole experience is like you know anything in business and life sort of has a long history leading up to it. And okay. I won't go through all the details, Marty, because we know we have limited time. But there, there are sometimes pivotal moments in, in business that sort of uh, culminate. And for us, the Forbes article was part of that. We felt uh, incredible with the acknowledgement. Uh, sure. And it just is, is a sort of a reflection of the work that has gone into it. I remember what really started this work was uh, years ago. It was probably 10, maybe 15 years ago, I had picked up a book that Jack Stack had written with Bo Burlingham called yes. The Great Game of yes. Business. Yes. Yep. And The Great Game talked about a lot of things that were near and dear to us, um, practicing open book management, which we were practicing from day one, sharing big decisions with our small employees so that they knew why the company was evolving and changing and introducing products, what challenges we were having as well. And this book really helped a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we... We started learning more about how we could use the uh, transparency and the involvement of the employees in helping us make decisions to help the company be ever more successful. And th- those continued on and on. And, and we got involved then later in reading. It was about, about 10 years ago, Bo wrote another book called Small Giants. Correct. Correct. Excellent. And we yes. loved that book, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I could see uh, why. Sure. Yeah. I'm familiar with it. Yeah. You're familiar with it. The companies had sure. mojo, right? He yeah. called it mojo. Mojo, and they, yeah. And they, they were successful right. and they were driven and their cultures were vibrant. And um, and so we we sort of followed and Bo Burlingham was one of those authors that we just loved to follow his work and we shared it with employees. And, and, um, and so over the years, we implemented much more – of the great game of business thinking and the process around financial literacy and bringing our employees into our financials so they understood the measures that mattered that helped us be successful right. and how they can contribute to that. Yeah. That's and we cool. also started working on culture and how our culture was going to evolve and grow. And, 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 and now, you know, as the company uh, this year has 75 employees and we are fully integrated vertical manufacturing, everything is right here in one building. Wow. We felt that once Forbes called and and uh, said, you know, we're, we're working on this small giants piece. It's going to be called, the, you know, great small companies. And it has this connection to Bo Burlingham's work on small giants. We're like, wow, yeah, what a what a tremendous thing. And Sign it's, me up. Right. Sign so, yeah, us up. We, <laughs> we just thought that was great. Um, and and like you had said, you know, uh, earlier is, you know, business is this journey. And and so that Forbes piece 
was really about sort of the, the journey that we had gone on and had found some success in implementing these different operating systems inside our organization that helped us be successful. And um, we were thrilled when the article came out, of course. Yeah, it absolutely was, thrilled. It, it was, uh, yeah, the key point that you said, it just to kind of repeat, is that you got to that point years of work by doing some fundamental things that you learned uh, from external sources. Uh, you, you started to implement things. So once again, for sake of time, I'm going to high speed us to something. Yes. You are now what's called, you are the first pet product manufacturer to be certified as a B Corp. What is a B Corp, Spencer? Yes. A certified B Corp is a company that has gone through a rigorous third-party assessment and has achieved a score of 80 or higher on this assessment. And essentially what it is, is it's, it's, it's as if um, the USDA organic certification for milk or fair trade for coffee. But uh, the certified B Corp is, is not about a product. It's about the entire company. Mm-hmm. And that uh, certification for us has been really helpful because it looks at how we perform in terms of the environment, in terms of our engagement with our workers how we benefit our community and the the governance and transparency of the organization. And and it it assesses the entire company. And if you score 80 or higher on the assessment, then you are able to be a certified B Corp. And what, what comes out of that is tremendous benefit for the company because any assessment, any, uh, if anybody's ever done an ISO certification, Mm -hmm. um, you get so much feedback and best practices. And if you, as you mentioned earlier, Marty, if you implement these these best practices, your company can be more successful. Yes. So we have found the benefits of the the B Corp certification is helping us both internally in improving our way of doing business, but it has also had a tremendous impact on our culture and the engagement of our employees, helping to understand how we can be a really good company that is profitable while benefiting all the stakeholders in our, in our company. Yeah. And holding both of those is a, is a, sometimes a challenge in business, but businesses have been doing this for centuries. How do you be a successful, profitable company that allows you to have a positive impact? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, this movement I think is really gaining uh, some steam because now we can, as a, as a, as a group of B Corps and other companies who are like-minded and using the force of business for creating good change in the world, this certification sort of puts some some proof point behind that. Yeah. At, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes they refer to this as the triple bottom line, um, different mm-hmm. things like that. You know, your your profits are, and, and, and there's different term, uh, definitions, but you, you're certainly certainly interested and need to have profits, but you're, you're, the social well-being of your employees and, the, and, and everybody else connected, all your stakeholders, and then the uh, and the whole idea of your environment. And as a manufacturer, that's really, you know, a sensible thing. So, so and the whole idea of conscious capitalism and all the things that you're talking about, fascinating. And you're mm-hmm. up to how many employees? 75 employees? That's right, Marty. Yes. Yeah, and this whole B Corp, there's not a lot of B Corps out there, as you know. <laughs> I mean, this, this is not a long list. This, this, is, this is a pretty special designation. It is. It's, and it's, it's really uh, a great group of businesses. I mean, we, we're in amongst the Ben and Jerry's and the Patagonia's and yeah. seventh generation type companies. I mean, these are great yeah. brands. This is a big deal, Spencer. <laughs> it's a big deal. So there's 1,700 B Corps and it's growing all the time. Yeah. And as, as we see this, this movement towards people 
um, and the millennials are doing it and people across all generations are getting behind it is how do you vote with your dollars to companies that you want to support? Yes. And yeah, yes. B Corp gives a real, a real opportunity for people to see that transparency. And, and, you know, you can always go to bcorporation.net look up any company there and you can see their assessment and you can see how they how the company is valued. So well, that's good for the rest of the companies. I want them to look at you. What is your <laughs> website? Tell me your website again. My website is westpawdesign.com. And you're going to love the website. It is extraordinary. It's graphic. It's 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 cool. Can I say that there's <laughs> a real cool factor there, Spencer? Is that all right to describe it that way? Yes, the team has put a lot of work into making the website really uh, cool, fun. And you know, when you're when you're selling pet toys and beds, it's a fantastic, fun environment because you you get these dogs who are just enjoying the product. Yeah. And so there, we have a lot of that on our website too. Yeah, I'm looking at something here too. It says uh, Spencer, you being of course Spencer. Spencer set out to conquer the world of pet toys, once ounce one ounce of organic catnip at a time. Organic catnip. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> that's on your website? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's really is a fun website. You have it. So uh, please go and check him out uh, for the products. Check out Westpaw Design for how they're running their business. He's a leader. Spencer is a leader. Um, let's talk about the overall state of manufacturing. We we've had the discussion that you know. Several years ago, uh, outsourcing was the big thing. Uh, do you see things reversing? What, what, what's your take on the climate of manufacturing across the country? That may not be a fair question, but give me your assessment. Yeah, I think that there is a real close thought being given to what kind of manufacturing can be reshored. And that's a term that's right. sort of bringing products that are now manufactured offshore back into the U.S. economy. And I think that that's a thoughtful discussion that needs to be had around what what products are best suited for being manufactured in the United States. Right. Um, I think that the idea that all products could be manufactured in the United States again is is false. Mm, um, as our economy point. evolves and technology evolves, I think that the businesses need to be and entrepreneurs and startups need to be thinking about where can we add value mm. in our economy, mm-hmm. and um, and that is that is near and dear to what Westpaw Design is always thinking about from mm-hmm. our evolution as a company. What do our consumers want? They are the people we are serving, and how can we create value by manufacturing it here? in our own factory. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that nobody else talks about mm. in, in, in our line of work. And, and I think it's an important conversation. So when I look at our uh, economy as a whole, it should be vibrant and diverse. Diversity makes anything strong. Mm-hmm. And I think that there will be opportunity uh, for companies to find some products to bring back on shore mm-hmm. and manufacture in the United States. And then some some products, they'll probably decide, no, the resources are closer to other markets or the talent and the skill set is elsewhere. Um, and so we, we may not be able to bring those back into the U.S. economy. Well, well said. Very, very clear thought. Excellent. Um, what's your vision for the future? What's uh, West Paw Design going to look like? What's, what, what are you thinking about? We are always trying to figure out what products do we want to bring to the market that are really exciting and fit our values and the, the way in which we can cre- create and produce product. 
And and we look down at, at the whole industry of pets, and there's a there's a wide array of products that are available out there that we think um, Westpaw Design could expand into and grow, as we've done over these last nearly 20 years. Um, but what I think is important is not just the products that we'll design and create that'll be new and different in the industry, but also the ways in which we can positively impact our industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, about four, three, four years ago, we were co-founders of the Pet Sustainability Coalition, mm-hmm. and we're working to make sure that the industry continues to evolve in its innovation towards sustainability. And, that, and in sustainability, I mean, in the broader context of sustaining our financials, uh, sustaining our the workforces that help us, sustaining the environment. These were all sustainability issues that we want to have uh, in our forefront of our mind as we work as an industry. Mm-hmm. And that is no different, Marty, than how we look at Westpaw Design. We want to create an environment here and continue to foster the idea that that our employees can grow, learn, and develop and help this company find opportunity in its future because we want to have a long future for this company. Wow. Um, so that, for me, the vision for the future is, is continuing to build – strength in our company so we can continue to be an independent, strong, and vibrant contributor to our economy and to uh, to the penistry as a whole. You're validating why I wanted to have you on the show. Excellent, excellent show. Um, you can look, go to your website. Again, it's westpawdesign.com, correct? You, That's correct. You can find um, some products online. I think you can buy them online. And you can also find locations, uh, retail locations online. That's correct. We sell them to about 3,600 stores nationwide and throughout Canada. We export to nearly 30 countries. Wow. So go online and there's a dealer locator. We can look at the retailers that, that may be in, in, in your area as wow. well. That's fantastic. Uh, Spencer Williams, president and owner of West Paw Design, has been my guest. And uh, Spencer, thank you so much for taking the time. Fascinating story. Let's stay in touch. I want to stay in touch to keep uh, uh, in touch with you and your progress and your company. And congratulations on your growth. Thank you, Marty. It was really a pleasure to be with you today. Excellent. Spencer Williams, president and owner of West Paw Design on the Business Builder Show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Great. Looking forward to it. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. I want to thank Pride Mobility Products, the global leader in manufacturing consumer-inspired power wheelchairs, scooters, and lift chairs for those with disabilities. Thank you, Pride Mobility, for supporting this edition of the Business Builders Show.